Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. of a bitch fan. I'm very famous. A lot of people will tell you. Uh, got a free snack pack on a Alaska Airlines flight a couple days ago due to my fame. So I kind of understand what David Bowie's talking about in this song. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mention snack packs at all. They got on the plane, but that's a seven, eight dollar value. Free. Yeah. Uh, came with a spreadable cheese, some, some sliced uh, salami, Got to get this all out of a, a like a vacuum-packed bag, which is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Especially seeing as how I was sitting in some coach seat, you know, where I could barely move my arms. Or, so it's tough. It's tough to just get in there, tear it all apart. Almonds? I'm, I'm, I'm no, no thanks. Nope. Left those. Put them back in the box. Little piece of chunk. Anyway, it's pretty nice. So that's. I'm just saying. 
fame is not something that is foreign to me. Yeah. Thank you, David Bowie, for leading us off here on a Thursday episode of Cover to Cover. Excited to be back. Thank you, uh, fame, David Bowie. And the reason we started with David Bowie is because I went to see a David Bowie documentary yesterday at the at in the theaters, Alex. Yeah. Went to the movies. Went to a brand new theater right up the street. My new favorite theater up here at the uh, Woodland Hills. I think it's called the Topanga 12. Okay. You know, big, big seats, big uh, lean them back seats. Reclinable. You know the deal, everybody. Press the button. Heated, I believe. I didn't wow. I didn't use the heated, but cooling as well, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. It's hard to see the buttons. I just yeah. press until something makes sense. And, and then I get my, my popcorn, and I was going to get something else. This is one of those places that has, like, hamburgers and stuff. But here's my problem with that. I'll get to the review of Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie documentary, in just a second. However, when I'm at a place that I don't feel is moving enough product, mm-hmm. I get a little, I get a little weirded out. I get a little skeeved out by they do have like big giant hamburgers and and chicken and all that chicken wings, mm-hmm. but there's you know nine people in the theater at twelve fifteen on a on a Tuesday to see, and I don't know if like how. I don't know if they're moving enough hamburgers for me to like. Did even have a guy back there? Yeah, man in the grill, or somebody gonna the guy who's ripping the tickets gonna run back to do the one hamburger that gets ordered, you know, for the for the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm the guy who makes this guy run. You know anything about cooking hamburgers? I don't know if he's doing it up to code. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I just go with the popcorn, and if I want a hamburger. I don't need to get it in the theater. No. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're fantastic. I don't, who knows? I just don't feel like sitting there eating a hamburger while I'm lying back with a little table that spins around on top of me. Am I wrong in this? No, I agree. You know, I've, I've talked about this quite a bit on this podcast on these new fa- fangled movie theaters yeah. that I think are doing a little too much. And I, I maybe some of you guys are into it. Maybe some of you guys go to the movie theater to lay back and eat cheeseburgers. I don't know if I'm that person, but I like the movies. I go. There I am, 1215. Now, who's with me in the theater? I'm by myself, of course. That's the way I like to do it. <laughs> and then if there's about nine, ten other people, it seems like a lot of older couples, older, I'm talking 70s, mm-hmm. who I believe, I think they went under the guise that they were going to be watching some sort of David Bowie biography, almost like a... Like a biopic? Like a biopic. I think they like thought they were the seeing a, like a walk the line or like the, the, the queen one. Yeah. I think that they thought they were seeing Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Maybe they were like hip, cool people like me who just wanted to see if kind of a avant-garde documentary about David Bowie, which mm-hmm. I didn't know was avant-garde. I don't even know what that word means, quite honestly, but I've heard people use it. And this, feel, this felt avant-garde to me. Yeah. I like... I want to believe that I'm the type of person, Alex, who is avant-garde, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not. I'm not. I want to be one of those people who goes to these type of things and then discusses them with my other avant-garde friends. We get our, we sit around a table and we talk about, you know, whatever yeah. modern dance performance we just saw or whatever art installation we went to where it's not just art it's not a painting mm-hmm. you know we're talking dumb shit you know a guy tapes a banana peel to a wall mm-hmm. and we pretend like it's something we we're into but what you don't know is it's actually symbolic of a man's journey to uh his Whoa, own immortality alex you might be pretty good at this <laughs> avant-garde dinner like you can you, i know can you swing by yeah i'll swing, swing by. by the avant-garde dinner avant-garde dinner tell me what the, the banana peel on the wall means <laughs> so anyway 
it's uh, this is the documentary um, of David Bowie, and I got to tell you, I don't know much about David Bowie. I like David Bowie. I, I know the hits. I can't. I'll be honest with you. I don't know the deep tracks. Mm-hmm. I know there are Bowie fanatics out there in the world. I'm not one of them, but it's not for lack of not liking him. I just don't know. He's not one of my go-to guys. Mm-hmm. But I do love most of David Bowie's music that I know. So I said, I'll check out a David Bowie doc. Interested. Interesting story about David Bowie. One time on, and I'll take this back, then you guys are probably like, this fucking guy will take any story back to Chelsea lately. Has he ever done anything else? No. Quite honestly, I haven't. So uh, we had Iman one time was our guest on Chelsea lately. Mm-hmm. That's David Bowie's wife. Yeah. Uh, up until the point when he died. Uh, and uh, Iman came on, and she, I get, forget what she was promoting, but she's a super nice woman. <clears throat> and she told us that uh, David watches... I think at that point Bowie might have been sick. Uh-huh. He 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 was sick and he kind of kept his sickness secret for many years, I believe. And um, she had told us that Iman that Bowie watches Chelsea Lately every night, mm-hmm. loves it. That's why he wanted her to go on because he was a huge fan of Chelsea Lately, which led me to believe two things. One of them is that's amazing. He probably has watched me at one point on the show, which is cool. Secondly, I lost a little credit. I lost a little um, respect for him. Knowing, realizing he he watches Chelsea lately, yeah. I was like, "Oh, really? This dumb shit he watches?" Like, mm-hmm. I thought he'd be one of those cool people who had no time for E Entertainment Television, but I'm glad he does mm-hmm. or did. Um, so anyway, here I am sitting in uh, the David Bowie documentary, and it's wild. I mean, it is Bowie. You know, the Bowie we all know starts out with just like crazy images, and it's a little. To use the term avant-garde again for me, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, is this something I need? But it's got the music, and then and then it starts getting good. It starts, I believe, what this director was trying to do was show, like in the early days of Bowie, he was wild, so therefore the film was wild. Yeah, I'm gonna try and be one of these people now. You mean I like believe, the editing style? I believe he was trying to get us in the head of David Bowie. Oh, am I making any sense? Yeah. And then, as as David Bowie's life became clearer, and he be, and he met Iman, and things became a little different, became a big star, the movie became to there was less shit yeah. going on. And I was like, all right, this is what I need, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm always the idiot who likes, you know, I love the early Bowie stuff when he was Ziggy Stardust and all that. But, but then you know he's bitching about the. Then he goes, and then I became a guy who was selling Pepsi products with Tina Turner doing "Let's Dance" and <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, I kind of like that music too. "Let's Dance" is a great song, mm-hmm. and all the when he became huge with that album, and uh, it's great. It was great, but I was concerned about the people behind me. I'm like, are these? Is this what they signed up for? Because it was long. Yeah, two hours and twenty minutes. That's but long. I was into it. I got to tell you, kind of in the end, I enjoyed it. Then I got out. Walked around the mall a little bit, and that was my day. Mm-hmm. That's a Tuesday, Alex. Yeah. Something wrong with that? No. No. Sounds like a good day. <laughs> then I come home, and everyone's telling me to watch Dahmer. You got to watch Dahmer on Netflix. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. Not a documentary. It's a scripted show. It's a Ryan the- Murphy, the guy who does all these shows. It's a, it's a, 10 episodes, uh, and it's, it is... Um, by the way, it is biopic, right? Yeah. Biopic. Yeah. Because I was talking to a guy one time. I believe it might have been Josh Wolf, comedian oh. Josh Wolf. And he kept saying biopic. 
Oh, that see that biopic. That seems like what you'd say if you were into um, banana peels on yeah. the wall. Well, yeah, Josh Wilson's certainly into no. banana peels on the wall. If they did farts on on a on a cushion, uh, uh, yeah. he'd be into it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he kept saying biopic. It's mm. a biopic, and I was like, I don't think it's that. But I'm not confident enough to know. Yeah. So I'm not going to argue this one because it might be biopic. Yeah. But I'm going to think I think it's biopic, mm-hmm. like a biography picture. That's what I think it yeah, is. Yeah, but. We could be wrong. He went with biopic. But anyway, so I I start watching this last night. I sit down. Here we go. Dahmer. Mm-hmm. It's a huge hit on Netflix. It's As a matter of fact, I read last night their biggest uh, uh, premiere of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had They're like movies, most streamed. Their most streamed premiere. series yet. Mm-hmm. Premiere series yet. People are into serial killers, especially Jeffrey Dahmer. It's one that people were interested for whatever reason mm-hmm. they're interested in. It. Yeah, and the kid who plays him, uh, very good. I mean, I I looked I looked him up after I that's what I do after I stopped watching. I start googling what's what's up with this guy mm-hmm. who's what's his story, and he's out there living the life. One of these kids who's just doing some stuff, mm-hmm. but he's got girlfriends. I see that he's currently dating um, that singer. Evan Halsey. Peters. Halsey. He's, he's dating Halsey. Yeah. And Evan Peters is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's excellent as Jeffrey Dahmer. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm not a great actor, but I think I could play Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just you put on the glasses. Mm-hmm. You comb your hair the bright way. I think you, you got it. Yeah. All right. Everyone's like, he's the greatest. He needs to get an Emmy for this performance. I don't know. I think I could have done it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I think I could have just he's soft spoken. I'm going to. This is my audition for Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? You're gonna, you're playing one of the oh. one of the black hustlers that's in the bar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Wait, you're doing the same voice I'm doing. Oh, sorry. You you have your own character. Don't steal my character. Oh, okay. Okay, ready? Uh, hey, can I buy you a drink? Uh, yeah, I'd love a drink. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna buy you a, uh, a a PB. Can I get a PBR for my friend here? <laughs> that's what he buys. He buys okay, PBR. He buys them PBR because he's in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Milwaukee's? Beer? Old style is there? Yeah, or no, that's Milwaukee's Chicago. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But anyway, it's uh, the whole thing takes place in Milwaukee. So I'm watching it, and I kind of know the story a little bit. I'm semi familiar with uh, the Dead Dahmer story mm-hmm. as much as everybody is. You know, Cannibal. I remember when it all went down. Ex- exciting stuff. Shocking. You know, cutting off penises and eating them and eating <laughs> hearts and eating. Ooh. You know, and everybody had that Dahmer jokes. A lot of Dahmer jokes. Mm-hmm. Still, a lot of people still have Dahmer jokes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's so, it's, uh, it was, gr- so here I, the first episode is, I guess, the final person. Because the guy gets out, and that's how it begins. Okay. Um, the one man who escapes from his apartment. Now, let me just say this. As I'm watching it, I don't know how many people he wind up killing in the end. I think it was 15. I could be wrong. But it was always like it was. It seemed to be, from what I gather, and you guys will tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sure, but it seemed to be. He was always with. It was like gay pickup. Seventeen. Seventeen. He would go to like gay pickup joints Mm -hmm. and bars and dance around for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then take these guys. Now, here's what it seemed to me, from what I gathered from reading early Dahmer stories. It was. It was a lot of people who were down and out. Yeah, you know, it was like a lot of low in low low income. Uh, he went to like 
what we would call low buck gay bars. He didn't go to like the high end gay bars. He wasn't mm-hmm. pulling out Andy Cohen. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. He was pulling out some guys down and out looking for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's how he would lure them in. I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Come to my place and we're going to shoot some Polaroids of you, you know, you know. dancing around your dick out. I guess that's yeah. what I'm assuming. And uh, the people would go. Now, here's where I don't understand how it's amazing to me how any of this ever happens. Any serial killing or any murder or anything. Because if I do anything in this home that I live in, I live in a neighborhood where I have a house mm-hmm. and the homes are relatively close to me. It's not like we're on some 15 acre you know, compound where the closest house is three miles away. Yeah. They're on top of us. So if I do anything in this house, there are nine neighbors commenting on it. If I put a new plant in my front yard, mm-hmm. people stroll by, they comment on the plant. Where'd you get it? Oh, I like what you did with the paint job. I like this. I can't sit on my, I like to sit on my front porch, but I can't do it anymore mm-hmm. because people fucking bother me. I got to sit in the backyard. I have to sit in the backyard now because I got Herman, who is my racist old man neighbor, who came over the other day. I'm sitting there drinking my, you know, it's early in the morning. It's nice outside. It's cool in the morning. I like to just watch the world go by. I live near a private jet airport, kind of like to see the private jets taking off. It's nice for me. These are the things I like. I'm like Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. I'm a simple man simple who man. just wants to eat a cock. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and her, I see Herman comes walking over. It takes him forever to get across the street. He's 86 years old. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but he's approaching and I'm, so I can't, I can't run. He's, I, he's, he's already saw me mm-hmm. and he comes over and he's, and, he, and now he's, he's, he's respectful enough not to open the gate. I have a white picket fence and a gate. So he doesn't open the gate to come in. I wouldn't mind if he did, but he's respectful yeah, in that way. He's old school. He yells his races rants just over the fence. Loud enough for everyone to hear. Yeah. Think and you're he involved. Says, Do you got a gun? Do you got a gun? And I say, no, I, I don't, Herman. I don't have a gun. He goes, you better get one. You better get one. It's good. The Civil War is coming. And then he goes back to his house, which takes another hour for him to walk across the street. Mm-hmm. And he gets a book, comes back to me another hour. This is two hours in the making. And a book about the, the, the Civil War that is coming to America. Mm-hmm. And he may not be wrong, honestly, uh, but I don't have a gun. And I don't, I don't want to argue with him because mm-hmm. I know that's going to only make the story, whatever he's telling me, longer. So I just, yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh, no problem. If it does come, the Civil War, he did tell me for the first time ever, because he had told me in the past that when the Civil War comes, he's coming for me first, he's going Uh to kill me first. He apologized, but he said, I want you to know that I'm killing you first. And then Mm -hmm. I'll go down the block and kill the, there's the lesbians, the ones who want Thai tea, and they want the pedestrian bridge to be open. Mm -hmm. They're already pariahs of the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and not anything to do with lesbianism. No. They are pariahs of the neighborhood. They tried too hard. Because they wanted this this bridge open mm-hmm. for Tai Chi and nobody wanted the bridge open. Nobody no. except for them. And they did a, she, she drew up a little sketch of what mm-hmm. it would look like. Had, had, didn't had Los Angeles been a normal neighborhood where people could have nice things. This would have worked. Mm-hmm. If this was in Salt Lake city, Utah, it would have worked. They had lights up and, and, and fl- flowers and bushes aligning the bridge. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to, there's going to be poop and pee pee. On this, that's what it's going. You didn't. I, I don't see a picture of poopoo and peepee on this. 
Cause, but that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I should have given her mind back. I should have sketched out what I, what it's really going to look like and given it back to her. Yeah. It's going to be gang tags, you know, graffiti on it. Needles. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be say, hey, Seuss, you must die on there. Yes. And then it's going to be, yeah, needles and, and poo-poo and pee-pee. Yeah. Then I send it back to her and go, I hope, do, is a Thai tea worth this? <laughs> but I don't even know. I've never had Thai tea, so I, I can't I can't speak on Thai tea. Mm-hmm. But they, they want it. They want the tight TV. I'll say this about the, the lesbian couple down the street. Very nice people. Very nice. They, their house is in it always in some sort of disrepair. Okay. You know, I, I think we do have every now and again, I forget when it, I don't know what day it is, but there's a, there must be a large garbage pickup. You know, there's regular garbage pickup, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to come and they're going to get your cans. Yep. And they get your recyclables, your regulars, and your, and your yard waste. If you guys have the same situation we have mm-hmm. here in LA, we got a three can, system. three can system. Thank you, Alex. And uh, the, the, the and then it must be sometime when it, these people just put anything out there, giant shit, mm-hmm. you know, a filing cabinet and an old chair, and and okay, once or twice I could see everyone's got to get rid of an old chair and a filing cabinet every now and again, but every week they got some other giant thing out there. I'm like, mm-hmm. what what is going on in that house that you have so much? Ugly shit that needs to go. <laughs> like it's constant piling of, of junk mm-hmm. out in front of the house. Really drives me insane. Anyway, enough about that. So what I'm saying is, I don't know how Jeffrey Dahmer or any serial killer, pick your favorite, John Wayne Gacy, all of them, how they ever did anything without anybody hearing it is beyond me. Now, mm-hmm. I know that maybe this, I've only watched two episodes I think this Niecy Nash plays the neighbor. Very good actress, that Niecy Nash. Always doing something. She's mm-hmm. good. She was on Reno 911. Oh. And she's a funny, funny lady, but she does a ton of stuff. She's always working. Niecy Nash. Great actress. I, I, I kind of watched a show she was on called Nails for a little while. Um, but I yeah, like everything. Mm-hmm. After like 10 episodes, I'm like, oh, is this thing still going? So I, 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 would, I didn't finish it. But now she's on this. Yeah. Playing the neighbor. And maybe she does start to call the cops on this guy. But what they're saying, I, b- I believe there's something, what they're saying is the Milwaukee police are like, we're not bothering with that. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of gay black guys. Who cares? That's kind of what yeah. what they're saying they're might have happened. Because yeah. I had heard that when the story first broke, so much so that they actually brought one of the guys back. Mm-hmm. Like he was running down the street. Naked, like this guy's trying to kill me. Like, all right, get back up, get back to him, or whatever. So I think I don't know if that was true or not, but I had heard that. That's why. Yeah. So, uh, so I, but they keep complaining in this first episode, at least, about the smell in the. Now, first of all, a guy lives in a shit building in a shit part of Milwaukee. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be smells. It's going to be smells. every house has its smells. It just does. I believe you walk in people's homes, there are smells. And my house is clean. We try to keep it as clean as possible. But I believe even we have a smell. Me mm-hmm. and my people, you know, my wife yeah. and my baby. Together we've created our smell. Whether I don't know if it's if it's if it's uh putrid. Mm-hmm. Is that the term? <laughs> yeah, putrid. You know, but 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 it's a it's a smell nonetheless, mm-hmm. I think. And any house you walk into, does it has a, it has its smells. Uh I will say this to anyone who's in the in the business where you have to enter someone's home. We just had someone come to look. We were getting some closets redone here, and we had a woman come. By the way, uh, I forget the name of the closet company. I think it was California Closets. Mm-hmm. Great people. She came over. 
she gave us. I thought I thought interesting choice on her part. A uh, lot of boobs out, like a very low V-neck mm-hmm. shirt. Now listen, I'm a normal per- man. I'm a I'm a good man. I'm a decent man. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was an interesting thing because this girl comes walking into the house. She doesn't know who I am. No. I could be fucking Jeffrey Dahmer for mm-hmm. all she knows, you know. And but she got the boobs out talking about closets. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. You know, it's almost like I thought it was, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, like a stripper had come over and all of a sudden she was going to go, I'm not a closet girl. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a play and, you know, some faster pussycat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think your girlfriend is hot like me? Whatever. But it seemed like that. It mm-hmm. seemed like she was coming over under yeah. the guise of being a stripper, whatever. She was a closet person. Turns out she's a stripper. You know how they do? I'm a cop. Not really a Not cop. Not really a cop. Who wears the bachelorette? Yeah. No, I hear there's a fire yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> you get that. Dude. I know. But anyways, California closet lady comes over and she's boobs out just to talk about closets. Mm-hmm. They're going to slide in. They're going to slide out. I'm like, all right, all right. But at anyone who has to walk into people's homes, then there are thousands of jobs mm-hmm. that this is the case. Yeah. Where plumbers, electricians, carpenters, uh, many mm-hmm. real estate agents, you have to enter people's homes. God bless you. God bless you. Th- thank you for what you do. You are heroes because not everybody is me. And and I've seen I, I, and I have friends who have their shit together and their houses are disgusting. Mm-hmm. And these people have to walk in. And, and take care of plumbing issues or electrical issues, whatever the case may be. And there's, there's an outside chance you'll be walking into a Dahmer time. I remember when I was first looking for homes in this area, I started going into some of these houses and I, I couldn't take it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember calling my wife, like, I can't go in any more houses. It's so gross. Like these places, some of them were like, that's why they were selling them because they died. You know, old people died. Yeah. And now we're getting rid of it. And so they weren't, they didn't do anything for 30 years in there. Mm-hmm. I, was, I just can't even do this. So that's where I, I wouldn't have been killed by Jeffrey Dahmer because I immediately would have walked down the hallway. Now, this is what happens in episode one. They're walking down the hallway and the guy goes, what's that smell? Like, this is gross. So right there, I would have been like, I don't, listen, I, 50 bucks is 50 bucks because they're going to take some Polaroid. That was the deal. Yeah. I'll take some Polaroids, 50 bucks. But I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm out. I think I'm, it stinks. This is a dirty building. Happened to me once. Happened to me once. I'll give you a story. Uh, back in my old days, party days, mm-hmm. okay? Went to a uh, girl's house. I don't know where. I don't even know where I met this girl. And I'm going to be honest with you people. And I'm sorry about this. but Because uh, the guy you know, you mm-hmm. think is a decent, sweet gentleman who's concerned about the other people in, in the uh, David Bowie documentary audience. But so, there was a time when I went to, I would every now and again, I would go to a strip club in the valley up here on Lancashire Boulevard okay. called a Star Gardens. I believe okay. it's still there. What's going on inside there? Is that there? the really bad one? Probably. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I'm saying when I went, it was it was, it was, pretty it was nice. really bad. It was just bad. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and we would go from time to time. I, I certainly wasn't a regular. I'm not even a strip club guy. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Whatever. But we would go. My friends wanted to go. Pictures of B. They had like pictures of Bud mm-hmm. Light. They always play like good heavy metal music and shit. Like I couldn't he- necessarily hear you know, these type of songs anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm like, let me go here and listen to, you know, Tesla. Mm-hmm. So uh, a dive strip club is kind of kitschy. It's kind of fun. Right. A, the, a fancy the, one is pervy. Right. 
Exactly. And this and this yeah. one kind of had the kitschiness for, for yeah. a minute. You could actually go all. I'm not going to be the person who says, "Oh, I just went there for the beer and the and mm-hmm. the music." I didn't, but there was an angle to that too. And then here comes the girls and a spin around and blah blah blah. You get the idea. But one time the girl, I don't know. I think I was on Chelsea lately already at that point. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, the guy." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, we should get together. I'd love to go on a date." And this is a summer single guy at this point. I was like, sure, absolutely. I'll pick you up. Where's your? And then we exchange phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm picking her up from her house a couple of days later. And she lives on Beachwood Drive here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Now I knock on her door. And she opens the door and I enter. And it's, I never saw anything quite like it. It just, <laughs> I mean, the, the dirtiest shithole, garbage, hoarder. But this is before hoarders, before we knew of hoarders. I didn't, I mean, they, they were around, of course, but they mm-hmm. weren't on TLC yet. Yeah. You know? So I was like, what? And then I remember dirty water in the sink, dirty water in the tub, like just standing water, just a lot of shit going on. And I, now most people, these guys on Dahmer included, would have mm-hmm. been like, I'm, I'm going to stick this one out, you know? See yeah. if this girl's good looking and not me. I was like. I'm out. I think I'm out. Yeah. You know, just too much dirty standing water in the tub. I felt that was indicative of the type of person we're dealing like I didn't yes. I didn't think this thing was gonna go the distance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Built on the fact that she had um she had food bowls in the bathroom. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she which means she had been consuming food at one point in the bath. And I understand like there might be times I gotta get ready. I gotta eat something before I, you know, hit the town. So I might eat some I don't know, rice yeah. in the, over the sink in the bathroom. But I felt like there'd been a qu- quite a few meals mm-hmm. uh, consumed in the Almost bathroom. Almost as if they were like sitting down in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex. So I was like, yeah, this is, let's, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm out on this yeah. one. But the guys in Dahmer don't seem to ever say I'm out. They, this one guy kept, I mean, if the stories, and I guess these are true stories. I mean, they're getting this from, from this guy who escaped. So went in. First of all, the stink. I would have been like, I'm going to go back to the bar. It just stinks too much. Mm-hmm. Then they get in the shitty apartment. And the guy's looking around and he's, you know, there's like a drill with blood on it. There's a knife with blood on uh-huh. it. It's like a human head in the refrigerator that he doesn't, he, you don't see it, but he opens the door and he and grabs behind, a Bud Light. Yeah. And, and you could see, we could see it, the audience, but yes. I don't think this guy's. And then... It's just a dirty, there's like blood on the mattress and they uh-huh. sit on the unsheeted mattress Ugh. at one point. It was blood. So I would have, there's many times where I would have been like, at one point he hands, he puts something in these drinks to knock the guys out so then he can eat their, their penises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I assume I haven't got, like I said, I didn't get to episode three yet. <laughs> I don't know when the penis eating begins. Um, now is the other thing is if you cook it up, because I saw a trailer for this Dahmer, and maybe you guys have watched it. I don't know. If you haven't, this is way too long amount of time I'm spending on Dahmer, mm. but I'll be done in a second. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. I see in a trailer he goes to serve Nisi Nash. There must be a, an episode I haven't gotten to yet mm. where he serves Nisi Nash a sandwich. Like, eat it. Eat it. And she's like, no, I'm good. Oh, please eat it. Now, obviously, we know it's something. It's, like, it's a person. Something weird. It's a person sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> person and Nisi Nash is like, no, I'm good on that. Um, but I haven't gotten that episode yet, but now, now had, first of all, I'm, I'm always a little skeeved out about anybody making me a sandwich outside Mm -hmm. of the people 
you know, the subway artists. Yeah. Like if you don't have a tag on your shirt that says subway artist or, or Jersey Mike's or any of the type mm-hmm. of, then I'm, or your new, uh, your new sub my shop new place that I go to about Boa subs guy bare hands it. And I'm good with that. Yeah. But if I was in an apartment and the guy was making me mm-hmm. some sort of chicken, a dirty apartment, peanut, I, and I, I say chicken salad, but it could be penis salad. Yeah. And this guy could have chopped. Now, if it's prepared the same way, like in the end, this is going to sound strange, but is is eating penis any different than eating chicken? You know, I mean, it per- I mean, it's a little different to me. Why? Why? Um, prepared the same. Prepared? Pro- the amount of protein per gram, I would assume, is different. <laughs> Wait, what has more? These are the not dick, the, the dick or the, the chicken. The chicken breast is going to be much you higher. Think so? Yes, oh, I do. All right. Well, this guy's obviously he doesn't he knows. What's I don't mean to be a snob about my food, but, but you know what I mean. Prepared the same way. Mm-hmm. Say we put it to olive oil, butter. I yeah. don't know how you prepare dick. I really don't. Mm-mm. You, 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 and a walk. Oh, we loved a walk. You guys remember when walks were hot? Mm-hmm. Everybody got a walk. My mother got, we got a walk at the Frangiola house. Mm-hmm. We were going to become walk people that we were going to, every meal was going to be prepared in the walk. This is seventies. Walk was something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a lot of restaurants with it that threw the walk in, in the title, in the title mm-hmm. walk and roll. Uh, I want to walk, you know, yeah. every, every city's got one now in a strip mall, mm-hmm. but this is before that, before we were able to play with the word walk. It was just, wow, what are these? These are from a uh, foreign land. And mm-hmm. this is how the foreign people c- took cook their, you know, sugar snack peas or whatever the fuck. And we got one at the Frangiola house somehow. I don't know. We, we took out a layaway, whatever we did to <laughs> yeah. get this walk. And we were gonna we were gonna prepare every meal in the walk. I think we prepared one meal in the walk. My mother's like, "Oh, this is stupid. This I don't have any soy sauce. I don't have any soy sauce." And then we never we never walked again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what became of the walk. I think we threw it in the backyard. It became a bird bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, you say you put the you chop up the dick, and you put it in the walk. I mean, if you ate it, would you know any different? I'm saying you ate it uh, unbeknownst to you. That it unbeknownst was to you, maybe I, not. I, anyway, I'm just curious uh, watching it. But it is like I got now. I'm already into episode two, and they're already going back to his young when he's a kid, when he's a boy, to show you how it all happened. And I'm already a little bored by it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I because mean, I kind of know the story. Yeah, father was a weirdo. He killed you know cats, and that's how every serial killer story begins. Starts they, with cats. They get a little bullied in school. You know, and, and I didn't, I wasn't necessarily bullied, but I've told you my stories, you know, I mean, I had the, the wrong color football jersey when I tried to be a football player in the eighth grade, wrong color jersey. Everybody else had red and white. I had like a maroon and white, whatever. Listen, that could have been a bullying moment mm-hmm. and I, that could have turned me into a serial killer. I could have, next thing you know, I could have said, well, I was eating dicks in my smelly apartment. People like, how did it happen? How did it happen? I didn't have the proper football jersey. That's how it happened. But it, it didn't. What did I do, Alex? I went down to the theater wing, mm-hmm. and I found my people. I found more losers down in the theater wing who could just as easily have been serial killers, but they chose to just do Guys and Dolls instead. Had Jeffrey Thomas High School had a theater program, He'd there, might, there might have still been 10 gay black guys alive in Milwaukee today. Mm-hmm. However, they're not. So anyway, it's all very interesting. I... I'm enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying it, you know? But I'll watch. I could do 10 episodes. Yeah. I see 50 minutes on the timer. 
I'm like, I can give you 50 minutes. If if I get to any episodes that are an hour and 14. Hour 14, yeah. I'll be like, mm, 70 I don't know, minute if, episode. I don't know if I'm going to give you an hour 14. Mm-mm. I'll give you, first episode I saw 47 minutes. I'm like, I could do 47 minutes. Yeah. But uh, you get an hour 14, unless it's a movie. If I'm watching a movie where I get to see beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. in, in you know less than two hours, I'm in. But outside of that, I see there's a movie coming on Netflix. I saw a trailer for it. A romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. And they do a little bit. Not, they don't even show any clips from the movie, which is a bad sign. But it's just <laughs> a bit of the two of them playing each, you know, the real, who they are. Ashton Kutcher is playing Ashton Kutcher. Reese Witherspoon is being Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're FaceTiming each other on the phones saying, are you excited about our new movie coming out on Netflix? Our mm, new romantic comedy? Yeah. Now, first of all, let me just say to, to, to tell Reese and uh, Ashton Kutcher, uh, nobody's excited about this. Uh, nobody. We'll be fine. Nobody's excited about this movie <laughs> coming out. Uh, and, but they're going to hype it. And somebody in marketing must have told them, like, this is the way to market a movie now. It's with the TikTok generation. Mm-hmm. you got to be pretending you're on the phone and saying. Is that your place or mine? Is that the Your movie? place or mine. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah, there you go. Your place or mine. It almost sounds like it's a joke. Mm-hmm. It's called Your Place or Mine, which if you were making like a spoof of a romantic comedy, that would be the title. Yeah. Your Place or Mine. Jastin Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. Two people who I feel like are doing very well. Reese Witherspoon is killing it. She's got, not only is she a successful actress, she's also got a very successful production company mm-hmm. that she just sold for like a billion dollars oh, or something. Wow. So, cause she produced a lot of those HBO shows she was in. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I believe she produced morning show and she produces all that stuff. The one where they were up there in Northern California, killing people, hiring Nicole Kidman and, uh, and Lenny Kravitz's daughter and the girl who mm-hmm. steams her vagina. Little Remember? fires everywhere. That No, 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 but <laughs> okay. to, that's another one. She, that's there. her too. Yeah, no, she produces. She's got a book club. She does. She's yes. doing everything. <clears throat> we had a run-in. Reese and I had a several run-ins. We we filmed a lot of scenes together on After Lately. Mm-hmm. She was not a, necessarily a fan of mine, but I understand it. Now, having being distanced from it, mm-hmm. I understand it. Because Reese Witherspoon is a professional person who, who's been doing this for a long time, since she's like a kid. She's like a kid actress. And she knows what she wants. She's a pro- professional, and uh, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. They would turn on the cameras, and I just start talking. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Is there a script? Why is this guy just talking? Is there a script?" Like, no, it's kind of an improv show, improvisation. And she's like, "Yeah, I, I get that, but he doesn't stop talking." I'm like, "I don't know. They told me this is what they told me to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be with you. Like, you're a pro. I'm usually just doing this with a." Mexican midget. So, you know, and I got a, his name's Chewy and, and I have to do, that's usually who I'm yeah. bantering with. And he doesn't, listen, let me just say this, his improv skills aren't, aren't great. So I have to do most of the heavy lifting. It's like working with Alex. You heard, you saw his improv skills. I said, mm-hmm. you're going to be the gay black guy ordering a beer. And he goes, yes, I'll have a beer. Yeah. You can't get, you tell me be gay and black. What are you trying to get me canceled? You want me to do gay voice and black voice? Yes, I did. Well, exactly. honey, sign me whoa, up. Whoa. There we go. Now, who was that? That was like a, that was like a drag performer. I think mm-hmm. that was <laughs> very nice. Good job. Ellen. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was the situation. Reese Witherspoon. Was I'm a, looking. She, she produced Gone Girl, Big Little Life. I mean, yeah, she's a great yeah, production yeah. company. Uh, exactly. And she wound up selling a production mm-hmm. company for a billion dollars or something. Nice. So she's doing great. Reese Witherspoon is killing it. Now so she could have made a commercial. Also, no, she doesn't have to make the movie. Oh. Also, Ashton <laughs> Kutcher 
is doing like I th- doesn't he own Uber and Lyft? Wasn't he one of those early adapters into all the th- that type of stuff? If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was like one of the early Silicon adapters Valley into guys. like Silicon Valley guys. He was like, I'll invest in Lyft and Uber and and you know all these mm-hmm. DoorDash and I think he was like one of those people. Mm-hmm. Probably made billions. Yeah, Uber, Airbnb, Spotify, yeah. Shazam, SoundCloud, and Muse. He all invested in unbelievable. So this guy's got tons of dough. Mm-hmm. This is what I I want to tell Every, you can there you can go away. Yeah, you we are we're all going to remember Reese Witherspoon. If you need to be recognized or whatever, we're all you're going to be recognized the rest of your life just for being in. Yeah. You know, I don't know, Pleasantville or mm-hmm. some of the things. She did good stuff. Yeah. What was that one where she ran for, um, it was kind of a dark comedy where she ran for class president uh, with Matthew Broderick as like the weird school teacher and Chris Klein. What the hell was the name of that movie called? Election. Election. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yes, great. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon's done some good stuff. I mean, she's a solid Legally actress. Blonde's three is coming out. I've never seen a Legally Blonde. I've never so, seen them. Two, two, I know people love them. Two's bad. You got to watch. One. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to watch one. I've heard. I've heard yeah. very good things. So, I, but I'm, I, you know, that was like Pat. I was a little too old mm-hmm. at that point for that. Yeah, that's like but, my generation. You know, the yeah, yeah, your yeah. generation's boombox movies. You know, that was sure one of ours. say anything. Or, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. I'll, I mean, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot one day. But anyway. What I'm saying is, you can say, I, do we need to make a romantic comedy on Netflix? We're, mm-hmm. we're both doing pretty well. Yeah. Like, first of all, I'll say this, and I know it's wrong, but if you, and I maybe this is just the old man in me, but I'm telling you, I feel like Tom Cruise, this is the way Tom Cruise felt, and that's why he really wanted Top Gun to be in theaters. Uh, and he fought for it to be in theaters because they could have released it because it got caught up in COVID mm-hmm. and they could have released it on streaming. He's like, mm, it's got to be theaters. It's got to be theaters just because it has some sort of panache when it's open yeah, to the theater. I'm Tom Cruise. Right, exactly. Put I'm, me in the yeah, I don't, theaters. I don't make movies for streaming. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the old man and Tom Cruise too. Yeah, but maybe. I'm telling you, if I see a movie that goes directly to streaming, I'm like, it's not good enough for theaters. Is that wrong of me? I feel like that's still my 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 mindset, mm-hmm. and I I haven't been proven wrong yet. Honestly, I really haven't. I I watch some of these movies that go directly to streaming. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, see if I saw that. I'm okay with it. Watching it here for free in my house at you know two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But had I paid money for this, twelve fifty popcorn, my cheeseburger, laying back, laying down, watching it, I would have been I would have been like, mm, that's not movie worthy romantic comedy have you tried have you given any of like the c-listy looking stuff on netflix a try like the stuff with really bad at like most honestly most of the content on the internet is really bad like not even passable you know right so i think yeah you stay above it you stay out of the fray and you just say yeah i'm tom cruise i just want to you to know right now that the house you're currently sitting in mm-hmm. is paid for by fucking netflix so just you want to Oh yeah, yeah. You want to say that? I'm you're sorry. talking about Hulu All right now. All that garbage say it, say it, on Freebie. Hulu. Yeah, Freebie thank you, Free. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Much better. But no, a lot of the stuff does go straight to stream, and I agree with you. I'm less likely to give it a choice. I'll give you an example. There's, there's a. We've talked about it on this podcast. Mm. There's a George Clooney, Julia Roberts romantic comedy coming out yep. next week in theaters. Mm-hmm. October 15th, something's coming out. I saw the, the the poster recently here. We've talked about it. 
Here they come. Yeah, Here these two. Is. Here comes Julia Roberts and George Clooney. They 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 were married at one point. I I saw a thirty second trailer and I was like, okay, I get what's happening here. Mm-hmm. He gets on the plane. They got to go to their kids' wedding, it's destination wedding. Yeah. All right. Don't hate the plot right now. Clooney sits down. Julia Roberts goes, oh, this son of a bitch. And he goes, oh, you're, you, oh, here, look at who's coming on the plane. Mm-hmm. They hate each other. They were married. I always love when it's two gorgeous people like Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Ticket to Paradise, by Ticket the way. to Paradise, yeah. thank you. That's the name of it. But that one's going straight to straight to theaters. That's mm-hmm. not going to streaming. No. So if I were Reese Witherspoon and, and Ashton Kutcher, I'd be like, hey, listen, if you're going to give Clooney and Julia Roberts some some time in the theaters it's probably going to be in the theaters for two weeks before it goes to netflix mm-hmm. but it is still two weeks so you got to give us a couple of weeks in the theaters too we can't go straight to netflix because it's going to make me i'm no i'm sorry i'm no julia roberts that's what reese witherspoon should yeah. be saying but whatever i'm sure they make a big deal netflix gives them 25 million and we're gonna we're all gonna have to watch some stupid shit mm-hmm. i don't know but ticket to paradise will i go probably have to watch George Clooney pretend he's drunk and, you know, doing prank. And then we're, we're going to see him on the talk shows. He's going to hit the talk show circuit. Mm-hmm. He it's already, the, I already saw, they already are. They're, they're hitting the talk him, show circuit. He, I going think he and Jimmy. his wife just did one, just, you know. Him and Amal? Yeah. Amal? Yeah. She's doing the talk show circuit with Clooney? Mm-hmm. Isn't she out saving little African boys? I have. I feel like she is. She doesn't have time for that That's bullshit. hard work, though, you know. Yeah, she's not. Have, she's, like, doing real you know, human, she's saving human beings. Mm-hmm. She's not making stupid movies. But anyway, he's going to be on there and he's going to be talk about, here's what's going to happen. He's going to be going on Jimmy Fallon, George Clooney. And I like George Clooney. Mm-hmm. He's going to be bullshitting on there that he says he cuts his hair with a Floby. There's no fucking way George Clooney <laughs> cuts his hair with a Floby. There's no, just no fucking no. way. It's a, it's a bold face lie that mm-hmm. he's lying to you people that he cuts his hair with a Floby. Just it just d- didn't happen, maybe once for for a bit, but that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. He gets his hair cut for a thousand dollars from bones. Jose E. Bear or some yeah. shit. That's where he gets his haircut from. That he gets that haircut from that guy that uh, Heather McDonald uh, t- uh, didn't come to my Christmas party because she went to this guy Chaz Dean. Ooh, Chaz. Yeah. That's right. Heather McDonald snubbed you for Chaz Dean? Yes. She got free shampoo upon leaving the party. I didn't, and so I don't blame her for it. Because when you left I my mean, party, you didn't get, you got to shake Steve Marmelstein's hand. You didn't get any shampoo. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's, he's going to go on and he's going to, and he's going to talk about a prank that he did on the mm. set of, of the sh- movie. Yeah. Now here's the thing with uh, George Clooney doing a prank on you. If you're working on a George Clooney movie, because he's prank guy. We all have heard these stories before. Mm-hmm. He, I pranked Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven and blah, blah, blah. And then, it, so if you're working a production assistant on a George Clooney movie, you're already prank aware. You know, you're like, there might be a prank on this movie. Mm-hmm. And you want, you just want, you're making whatever you're making on the movie. You're shooting it in Hawaii or whatever island they had to go to to shoot it. So you don't want to fuck anything up. So you got to pretend. You're being pranked by George Clooney, even when you know damn well it's a prank. It's coming. And it's coming, and you know it's what's happening. You got to still act like, ah, this, what's happening Whoa. here? And then when George Clooney reveals, I'm only pranking, <laughs> you got me. But you knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you play along. Yeah. So 
Nobody's really like getting pranked by George. It's like that story your grandma's told you a million times. Right. Yeah. Nobody's oh. really getting pranked by George Clooney. We're just pretending because we want to keep the job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're going to hear about it. He Somehow he pranked Julia Roberts, and yeah, that's the end of that. And then I don't know if it's going to be good, you know? they they I love when the plot point, I love the plot point. It was big. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, I remember they had mm-hmm. that one that they did. I love the plot point when two gorgeous people were were in a relationship at one time or married at one time, and now they pretend they're so disgusted. Like, they couldn't even, Ugh. like, they're so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the one with Ryan Reynolds and uh, the proposal, I believe it was called, mm-hmm. with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock when, you know, he falls out of the shower onto her. You know, that happens all the time. It has never happened to you people. Never. You never fell out of the shower onto a, a house Sandra guest. Bullock. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you got to pretend you're grossed out by having Ryan Reynolds fall upon you nude. No mm-hmm. less. I mean, I'd be, would be thrilled. Who wouldn't be thrilled by this? Yeah. But they go, ugh, ugh, ugh. I mean, you should see, I mean, obviously, I don't know if Sandra Bullock's out in the real world, the world I'm in, where people don't look like Ryan Reynolds. No. And they <laughs> fall on you, you got a fucking problem. Yeah. You got to call somebody you to get, get these people off. Or something, you. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, it's a whole, but I'll, these are, this is what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't get a job in this business. Nobody wants me, but I'm, I mean, I'm seeing things. I'm seeing these movies and I, and I like the people I'm talking about and mm-hmm. I'll probably watch these movies and, and enjoy them, but I'm seeing these things out there. I just, I just listened to a podcast I played it for Alex. Mm-hmm. We didn't think it was worthy to put on. We were going to play a clip from it on this podcast. It's Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. They were doing their podcast called Rick and Kelly or something. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. And they're asking for people to come on Patreon. They say, we we interview this guy who made money some doing <laughs> something. He made money selling, you know, health pills. Mm-hmm. And we went to his house in, in Bel Air, she says. And we interviewed him. And if you want to hear that interview, you got to get our Patreon. Could you imagine? Could you imagine signing up and paying good hard-earned money, your hard-earned money, you people, mm-hmm. for the Rick Leventhal, Kelly Dodd Patreon to listen to them half-ass their way through some interview mm-hmm. from a millionaire who made his money in, I don't know, diet pills. Yeah. I mean, I was just listening to them promo this. This fucking Kelly Dodd can't even seem to put two sentences together. And, and I'm like, are people listen? Like, am I crazy? Here I am talking about absolute nonsense. I talked about the Dahmer thing. You know, I I should talk. Like, Kelly Dodd could go get a clip from this podcast and say, this guy's talking about if dicks and chicken taste the same. And she's right. I yeah. did. That was, that was a mm-hmm. part of it. But, I mean, I feel like I'm more entertaining than like a Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. But I would imagine their audience is bigger than ours, probably, just because they're, mm-hmm. I don't know, they were on TV at one point, and people will watch them half-assed their way through I mean, a podcast. It took them about five minutes to tell like the rich guy's three most expensive cars. They sat there yeah. and they just rattled off this guy's car yeah. in his driveway for 10 minutes. And got the names of all the cars. I mean, I, that is so stupid because, I mean, the things they talk about, I don't understand. The next story I'm going to talk about, everybody, <laughs> Kelly Dodd, you might want to press record right now and, get, and take this chunk if you want to get into a Twitter feud with me. Take this chunk right now because this is when I talk about the new M&M, everybody. There's Ooh. a new M&M, Alex. There's a new purple. M&M is releasing a new purple M&M. 
It's the first new Eminem, and um, Eminem's adding a new character. Here it is, CNN. The purple Eminem is here, but not the way you might think. Okay, earlier this year, Mars shocked the internet when it unveiled the new looks for the Eminem characters. Gone with the green iconic. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. The girl, the green Eminem, the slutty green Eminem. They got rid of her. And the white go-go boots. Remember, she was always rolling around yeah. on the bed and stuff. Trying, trying to, seduce, to the seduce people dopey to dopey yellow Eminem. The dopey, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the yellow one's the dopey one. But she was not trying to seduce him necessarily. She was trying to seduce us, the oh, viewer. yes. Into like, I don't know, fucking her or eating M&M's. I don't know what I was supposed to do. Like yeah. I was supposed to be. But that was, comes from that. You remember the whole green M&M. I got, the, like, you think that's what it was? You think well, it had something to do with that? Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Perhaps. You might be right. But anyway, they took off the go-go boots and they put her in sneakers. Then mm. she was just jumping around looking like Alan. And because people were, uh, and then people were upset. There was, there was a lot of people who were very upset mm-hmm. that they unsexed the M&M. Because there could have been. People I'm have, still upset about people it. People have odd quirks, and some people <laughs> might have been into that sort of thing. Anyway, now Eminem's is making another bigger change. This time, it's adding a brand new character to the mix. Meet Purple. She's Peanut. Mm. She sings, and she doesn't wear high heels. She wears she wears lace up boots. Ooh, I don't know. That's kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I think I kind of like this Purple Eminem. Yeah. Okay. You want to hear more about Purple Eminem? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Purple Peanut M is a new first new character they've they've released in ten years. Mm-hmm. Now let me just say this before I before I get into any further into this. A fan of M and M's, a fan of all types. I haven't really had one yet because they're throwing a lot at you these days. They got a different M and M. They got a Heath bar inside the M and M. Ooh, really? Butter. I think I think I saw something like that. that. They got a peanut butter. They got a crispy pretzel. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer little dick pieces inside one. They got mm-hmm. for you know it's a promotion for the Netflix show. Um, that's not true, everybody. Just if you, if people are not going to go out and look for the dick-filled M&M, I just Mm-mm, made that up. No. Purple has been in the works for a very long time. For years, said Jane um, Huang, the global vice president of M&M. So there's, for years, Jane Huang has been sitting down at the table with other M&M people going, what about another color? Yeah. And they're like, mm, I don't know. These colors seem pretty beloved. You got your greens, your yellows, your browns. Yeah, and red. Well, now, when I was young, they had to discontinue red because it had some sort of toxic, cancer-causing dye that, mm-hmm. that that made the red. And we were, me, my people of my age were denied red for a while. Then they came up with whatever. They took the cancer-causing agent out, and now mm-hmm. red is back. But they didn't make it a hullabaloo about that. But they're making a hullabaloo about this purple bitch wearing her lace-up boots and singing. So here's what it says. Here's what she said. Global Vice President of M&M's. She says they've been talking about this for years, mm-hmm. getting a new M&M up and running. Yeah. I don't feel like it takes years to get just just fucking do a color yeah. and throw it out there. Listen, I like the commercials, too. I see the M&M's. Like Alex says, one of them is like a buffoon. Yeah. He's the yellow one, and they're always, he's being fooled all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel there's a lot of cannibalism going on in the M&M I community. I feel there is. There's a lot of commercials where they're... The M&M's are actually eating other M&M's, mm-hmm. which this is goes back to Jeffrey Dahmer. This is some sick it's shit. Demented. Yeah, we could. I could be watching a 10-episode um, so, series on Netflix right now about M&M's eating other yeah. M&M's because it happens a lot. If you're a little gay black M&M, you look out out there. You watch out. <laughs> That's going to be the next one they introduce. It took us 10 years to introduce the gay black M&M, but here he is. Um, 
So this was about ensuring that the entire crew, the entire cast of Spokes Candies were reflecting the world that we're living in. I think this girl, I think this woman's being serious. Mm-hmm. She's calling them Spokes Candies. Yeah. And she wants to make sure everyone in the Spokes Candy world was comfortable with adding a new color. Yes. Purple has a specific personality. <laughs> you know, Kelly Dodd, I'd like to apologize for saying that your podcast, your podcast was mindless is and stupid. Just no sooner did I say that your podcast seemed absolutely atrocious, I, here I am doing 10 minutes, maybe, because mm-hmm. I'm not quite finished yet, talking about the new Purple M&M. Purple has a specific personality. Quirky, confident, and just a little awkward. Aren't we all? Yeah. You know, in a way. So that's why we're probably going to relate to this new Purple M&M. Mm-hmm. Her name's Purple. Just the... They said they sat around for ten years trying to figure this trying out, and they couldn't come up purple. And the, they just named it the color. They could have named her Violet, you know. Thank they you. I know. Something could have done. Put a little more work. Wouldn't have killed you guys. Her debut comes with a song. Oh, better get. I'm just gonna be me is the name of the song, which can be seen in a video online and streamed on platforms, including including Spotify and Apple Music. So go and get that if you're a complete psychopath. Uh, this for, doesn't uh, mean that the purple M&M is coming to bags oh no. of peanut M&Ms, however. The new character will appear in stores on M&M's website and on some limited edition packaging. And customers will be able to buy purple M&M's online, an option that was already available. When it comes to a regular bag of peanut M&M's, purple fans are out of luck. Oh, so you just can't... Oh, so if you went and bought a regular bag over at your 7-Eleven or your... Uh, Say your Hudson News, you get mm-hmm. on a plane, you get the share size. You're not going to find purple in there. No. She is exclusive to the internet, and you can order it. I might um, have her song. I believe I do. Just came out. Would you it. like Eminem's purple that's, Eminem's song? Absolutely. I'm the new Eminem's candy. Do I have what it takes? I want to be the best or even pretty good. Would oh. be great. Okay. I'm a little unsure, I have to admit. Just be yourself. And you can do it. That man in the plant seems to think I can. Are those the other m and singing along? Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Plant Man. I think it's time oh boy. for a big okay. sweeping pan. Well... It goes on for another minute. <laughs> That's a third of the song. <laughs> Keep playing. If Kelly Dog can talk about this cars <laughs> in this guy's driveway, I can play a minute of the Eminem late. Purple. Wow, that. Okay. But they, okay. Now, this is the other thing. This is, goes back to what I was saying about Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Like, Eminem's, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. I think people are going to be eating them. People fucking love Eminem's. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I am guilty. You have you could I you go you have a party at your house, Alex. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't come to that, but it, like if I'm saying somebody else has a party at their yeah. house, and they have a bowl of M and M's. Because as a matter of fact, we're getting into the season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be we got Halloween coming. We got then we got Christmas coming. Thanksgiving. And it, it is M and M season. Yes, you're going to get different colors of M and M's. You're going to get your Halloween M and M's. Then you get you going to your Christmas M and M's. Your red, your white, your greens. And people you go to a party and they they put a bowl out. They just fill them up with M and M's, peanut or regular. It doesn't make any difference. I'm going to come over and I'm going to eat a lot of them. Yes. Most people would take two or three. Most people wouldn't touch them at all because they think it's gross that everyone's reaching finger fucking the same bowl of Mm M&M's. But it wouldn't stop me. And I'm going to eat a lot of them. I'm probably going to take some in my pockets when I leave. (laughs) Uh, So I like M&M's. I don't need a song. I don't need a new character. Mm -mm. From here on out, I'm going to be an M&M person. 
that's it's, I don't eat them every day, but it's it's a solid candy. And I think mm-hmm. most people feel like me. Yeah. I don't think the sales had dipped. I think they're always going to be good. And I don't know. I guess these people are just trying to keep their job. You yeah. know, they're like, we got to get some more. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that peanut M&M is raging harder than it ever has. So <laughs> I'm, I tell you, you I mean like an erection or I mean, just like the sales, well, that, the yellow M&M. Yes. Oh. Gonna, he's going to, he's next on I'm the looking at this block. purple gallon or <laughs> lace up boots. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Are you a regular M&M <clears throat> guy or what's your favorite M&M? Well, I, I choose peanut for mm-hmm. the most part, just because I feel like I'm getting more for my money just cause it's larger. Okay. And that's just a dumb thing about me, but I do love a regular one too. Okay. Uh, you like the almond M&M? I've had it, but listen, if we're going to go back to early when I was saying like avant-garde parties, okay. I'd bring an almond M&M to one of my avant-garde <laughs> okay. David Bowie parties. Fair enough. Uh, cause I know what those people like, but outside of that, I, I probably wouldn't. You know, at a regular function, bring mm. the almond. You're a man of the people. Don't you don't bring to, yeah. an almond M&M. No, I don't want to be that person. In the mid-90s, people voted for blue to be replaced by tan. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, in the bags of candy. In 2022, this is some other, just some M&M news before mm-hmm. we get out of here. In 2022, M&M's once again asked people to vote, this time for a color that would be added for just a limited time, and purple one. That's how we got this gal singing that annoying song. But it didn't stick around for long. Online people frequently asked why there are no purple M&Ms. Mm-hmm. So you see, there were people. And we, we, here I am watching Jeffrey Dahmer saying, this Dahmer seems like a complete psychopath. Here he is luring people into his house, murdering them, eating them. What a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Is the person going on the M&M uh, website and asking why there is more purple M&Ms? Are they any less crazy? Equally Jeff- crazy. Jeffrey Dahmer. Equally crazy. Like I, I can almost understand Jeffrey Dahmer more than I can the person who goes on the M&M website asking why there are not more purple M&Ms. That's a fair enough statement. Thank yes. you. Um, some bemoan the missed opportunity in the 90s to make a purple permanent addition to the lineup. Some even think the vote, oh, not unlike, this is crazy. Some people even think the vote was rigged. Oh. Like, like the actual they election. They stole the election? Donald Trump thinks the vote, that they... They stole it from purple. Purple didn't deserve it. Everyone loved blue. Blue, great Eminem. Good Eminem, one of the best. They they bring in tan. I I build a wall. Keep the tan Eminems now. <laughs> keep the <laughs> greatest impression. Get peed on Thank by that green Eminem real quick. Still, the new character, while not an actual new candy, is an acknowledgement no. from Eminems that people are pining for. Oh my God! This sorry everybody. This there's a campaign currently. I'm just. I had no idea this auto was going to be this long. Oh, my God. It's still going. There's a, currently a campaign. Give the green M&M her boots back. Yeah. There's people online They want her protesting. to slut it up a little again. Yeah. Give her her boots back. Give mm-hmm. Dude, sneakers aren't cutting it. But she can have both. Well, we all that, have several pairs of shoes. In all fairness, they gave the new purple, the new cute young girl. She gets her own boots. She gets a They're lace, lace up. up. They're, like a punk rock yeah, situation. Yeah, like a punk rock. They're yeah. cool. But then the green one, they took her back to just the regular white sneakers yeah. that everyone wears. We all know. Mm, sounds like Alex might be one of those people who's going to go online and comment about giving my her favorite boots M&M, back. when the red M&M did the peanut butter haircut. That's my favorite M&M. You know about this? Do you remember <laughs> the, do, now the Trumpy looking red uh, M&M? Uh, peanut well, butter? first of all, let me just say this. This Alex has never once even commented on a topic. We've been doing this podcast four years now. Uh, 300 episodes or whatever we we're at at this point. Mm-hmm. He's never really commented on any of the topics. We've really discussed. stirred me up. With he's, this to- he's commented on two topics throughout four years of, of uh, anytime we bring up Scott Disick, 
his eyes, they get like saucers. And he just becomes so excited to sink his teeth into any type of Scott Disick mm-hmm. news. And now we've learned that this guy has a passion for M&M's. All different types. Mm-hmm. Almond. I didn't even really have almond. almond. This asshole's that type of prick who shows up with an almond M&M. Mm-hmm. And now he tells me he not only well, that. Well, you don't understand is the almond. Favorite, he has a favorite character in the M&M community. The red one with a pompadour. When he does the hair, yeah. Peanut butter hair. Was it peanut butter yeah, hair? Yeah, he did said? the peanut butter hair. I like it. Honestly, I was doing research because mm-hmm. you said it was their first new character. And I was right. like, what about the peanut guy? Or the peanut butter guy? But that was just the regular one playing yeah. tricks. I feel tricked. thousands of people have signed the, the petition to keep the green M&M sexy. Mm-hmm. Keep it sexy. <laughs> wow. There are. Okay. Well, I don't know how much more M&M news we can give you. There's a lot of people talking. It's all over to CNN to today's mm-hmm. show. Everybody. So we're, we're just giving you guys the news. I want, there is one more bit of food news. Uh, Oreo. I said, we would give you guys some Oreo news. Once again, Kelly Dodd, I would like to apologize to you for what I said about your podcast. Maybe it's genius because mm-hmm. here I am. Um, Oreo is going to be keeping the s'mores flavor. It Ooh. was, yeah, it was going to be just a limited edition. Now they decide to uh, bring it back for good. You guys good with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's a lot of new flavors. Hold on. Oh, Oreo's got a big release yeah. coming. Well, this might be an old article. It says salted caramel brownie. This is what I'm trying to say. Nobody, nobody will stop. Ashton Kutcher won't stop. Reese Witherspoon won't stop. M&M's won't stop. Oreo won't stop. They're all doing fine. Greed is ruling the world. They're mm-hmm. like, we need more. We were double stuff. We sat there, me and people of my age. We sat there eating regular fucking Oreos for years. We even, some of us, some of us who, who weren't afforded the luxurious lifestyle that most of you guys were afforded who got true Nabisco Oreos, mm-hmm. we, were, we, were, we were relegated to things like Hydrox, which was a shit ripoff. Some people would say it came first. It's one of the reasons I'm not an electrician anymore because I got into a full-fledged, full-throated, argument with another grown man in the World Trade Center, New York City, back when that was there. I got into a full argument with a man about what came first, the Hydrox or the Oreo. I didn't have a strong opinion on it. This guy, he screamed at me because I just half-assedly said, I don't don't know. I don't know enough about Mm -hmm. cookies. But I'm going to go ahead and say something because I I'm, I was new to the business and I didn't want to be shamed, at, you know, for my cook lack of cookie knowledge. So I just said, I said this, Alex. The guy goes, what came first? I, first of all, it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We were just sitting there eating. We weren't, we weren't even eating cookies. We weren't eating Oreos. We were eating something else. And he says, what came first, Hydrox or Oreo? And I said, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to say Oreo just because I feel like it's a more popular one. And I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I said, Oreo. And he goes, oh, you, I mean, he was going to fight me. Red faced. You, what, you think Oreo came first? I was like, I, I sure. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. And at that point, there was no phones. There was no way to check, fact check, you know? I think he brought me an article the next day that he'd cut out of like a paper. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you, how, how do you feel now? He went to the library. Yeah, like how do you feel? Yeah, he went on, you know, got the, we used those to go big, those, yeah, yeah big, you had to go whatever. do that. What are those the machines? Microfilm yeah. or whatever. He got like a microfilm 
thing. You say, are you happy now? Hydrox came first. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime I mention Oreos, it's just like we were just, you know, Hydrox, even those just grandmas. Mm-hmm. Remember those shit ones? Grandma's sandwich cookies, they yeah. were called, down at the bottom rung of the, of the supermarket. Mm-hmm. The little cream sandwich yeah, cookie. Yeah, cream sandwich cookie. Yeah. It wasn't even, no, no name on it. Mm-mm. Made in China somewhere, just misspelled shit on the box. And then Oreo people, we had them for the same ones forever, and we were perfectly happy with them. Then they, one day they'll go, hey, you like the stuff inside of them? People are like, yes, we do. How about a little more of that? Yeah. How about stubble stuff? <gasps> what the fuck? I mean, the, the people of Hi- Oreo finally got off their ass and made a double stuff, and that was enough. For another mm. twenty years, yeah. Well, like this is a this is a lot of stuff. This I'm still a double stuff. Double guy. stuff. Well, Alex, I saw a thing recently. All stuff. You see, you see what's happening here. <laughs> no. All stuff. It's no. It's just stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the jizz. Just tons of jizz. It's only the stuff. <laughs> you look like you're getting bukkakeed by an Oreo. For God's sakes, you eat this. It's the third time I've brought up Bukaki on this podcast in four years. And I honestly would like to actually get it into some more conversations. All right, everybody. I don't know what more we can say. There are, there are a lot going on in the food world. Interesting story. Just one more thing I'd like to talk about is this. First of all, Saturday Night Live. I want to talk a little bit about Saturday Night Live. I feel a lot of people left this year, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's anybody anybody cares about. But I actually know Melissa Villasenor a little bit. So I actually kind of like her. We were supposed to be, before she got the job at Saturday Night Live, we were supposed to be in a big, giant YouTube campaign uh, where she was going to play Hillary Clinton and I was going to play Donald Trump. And we were going to, after the... Like a um, debate? Like a debate. After the debate, we were going to do a comedy debate. Uh-huh. And it was Melissa Villasenor and myself. By now, when I say a giant, I think it was going to be... Like, they gave us... I don't know. They didn't even give us any... But for, I did get the greatest haircut I ever got in my life. Nice. Uh, because I went to some very exclusive Beverly Hills salon. And because uh, he was going to cut the Donald Trump wig to fit me. Mm-hmm. So I had the wig on. Now, this is like a real salon where people are coming and going. And I think people thought it was like my real hair. Yeah. And I wanted the good styles. Like, can you tell people that we're doing the, like a character? Yeah. Like, so they were cutting this wig, this Donald Trump wig for me. And then he takes off the wig, the stylist, and he goes, you know, I get my hair cut at Fantastic Sam's, so I never got it at a $500 place. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, you want me to fix your hair too? And I was like, oh, is it bad? He goes, well, it's got some problems. And he did some shit. And I, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's why people get $500 people haircuts. This shit is tight. Mm. So I did get a, I got nothing else out of it. Outside of hanging out with Melissa for a little while. Anyway, she wound up leaving Saturday Night Live. That's a long way to go for yeah. me to say that. And then some other people. Uh, Aristotle Athari, and he was only there for a season. And then a few other people. And then I just see Chris Redd is leaving. Oh. Chris Redd just announced he's leaving too. And then I read an even more interesting story that Chris Redd is now dating the ex-wife of... Who's the Lauren the, Michaels? No, oh, that would have been Lauren, cool. Oh, she's one hundred and ten. No, <laughs> um, the other guy who's been on forever from uh, Hamburger. Oh, um, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. Wow, he's Chris. dating Keenan Thompson's wife, who they just got divorced like a year ago. 
And now Chris Red is dating. His I believe ex-wife, that. I believe that. Which is wild. Yeah. Like of, I mean, of all the now, I heard Chris Red's a bit of a. He likes the ladies. He's a little wild man. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, I mean, I could probably have anybody he wants. Why does he got to go get Keenan Thompson's ex-wife? I'm, and is that the reason why Chris mm-hmm. Red's leaving? Because Keenan Thompson said, "You get the fuck off Saturday Night Live." I don't know. It, listen. I just read the story yesterday. We're probably going to get some more. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that we're on this case. Okay? So, uh, and that is, we're reporting everything we need to report. Wow. Go see the um, Jeffrey, uh, the David Bowie documentary if you're into something mm-hmm. like that. I enjoyed it. I actually, in the end, I kind of really enjoyed it. And then Dahmer, I mean, you guys are probably watching it now. Let me know if I need to stick around for 10 more episodes because I'm two in and I'm already like, I got mm. it. So, but I might stick around. People are obsessed with killers, though. They're going to say I know. Listen, I love, yeah, but, you know, usually my audience is honest with me. Yeah. Coming to a lot of people. Coming up next week. Next week is Spokane. I'm coming to Spokane. Booked it. Ready to come. Got it. Get it. My flight. Ready. Spokane, Washington. Spokane Comedy Club. October uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's on Fun. Right after that, I go to, just book that ticket. I go to Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland. Coming in Thursday because I got to do press on Friday, uh, Friday morning. Then I Cleveland Friday and Saturday, 14th and 15th, 14th of October. and 15th. Hilarities in Cleveland. Alex Khan coming I'm along coming. to that one. Thanks for bringing me. Um, and then right after that, I go to Vegas with Heather McDonald. We are doing a live juicy scoop at the Venetian in Vegas. And then I head to Batavia, Illinois. Got my ticket to that. I'm going to fly into an O'Hare. I don't know what airport to fly into because I, I looked it up. O'Hare. Drive out to Batavia for the Comedy Vault in Batavia, Illinois. And uh, that that's the next. And then a bunch, so many dates coming. Mm-hmm. Almost Franjola.fun. Franjola.fun has everything you need. Uh, and just come out to the shows. We're going to have a good time. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Um and what do we got to get out of here on, Alex? Anything fun? We've talked about the purple Not M&M. the Eminem girl. Not no, Don't play that song, but play something that's... We've talked about her. I think we should talk about the real Eminem. The real Slim Shady. I love this song. This is one of his best. Is this... Uh, this looks like a job for me, oh, so no. everybody... I don't think so. I can get you that one if you want. No, I like this one. He used to be very, like, cultural, very this relevant. a long time ago. Yes. Now he's like a dude who, like, dies his Angry. beard and shit. Just yeah. yelling. Mm. He's like an old man. Like me. I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I was into it. It was fun. Yeah. Interesting time. I mean, I'm not surprised it doesn't come on more, you know. I actually thought after after 8 Mile, I thought he was going to go on to kind of a pretty big like acting career. career. But yeah. it's just, not a like I often say with singers who get into the acting business, my theory is they're bored by, it's boring. It's mm-hmm. boring to them. Because they could be, like, I could be in front of 60,000 people cheering my name, and why would I sit, be sitting in a trailer for nine hours to mm-hmm. do, you know, 30 seconds of film? So they get bored by it. And I could, I'll go down the list of people who've done a few movies, star, rock stars, mm-hmm. like I'm out, Beyonce, Beyonce this guy. Yeah. I mean, Lady Gaga's still hanging around, but even she'll be like, I don't know how many more moves I want to do when I can mm-hmm. just go play Dodger Stadium. I feel like that's what happened to him, too. It's like, this is a lot of work. That's why Reese Witherspoon and Ashley Kutcher are still making romantic comedies. Still going. They'll do it. They don't care. 
Slim Shady, Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Right. Hey, to the people of Florida, be careful. Wow. I mean, I, you guys are going to be hearing this tomorrow, Thursday. I, I don't know what, I think it's hitting today, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But get out. Get out. I mean, they say it's coming 150 mile an hour winds, I'm hearing. So just be careful. I love the people of Florida. I, uh, I'm i coming there. I have some dates uh, in the next year. Coming back to, uh, to Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples. As a matter of fact, Seed to Table, the grocery store in Naples, Florida, that I is wild. Mm-hmm. They're having a hurricane party, I saw. And then a lot of comedians. And one of their three bars. A lot of comedian friends are like, shows are still going on. These fucking people will not mm-hmm. stop. They're like, you know, there's a... So literally a category five hurricane coming to their the state, and they're like, Dana "I'm Beach. still performing, <laughs> <laughs> still going to do Saturday night show at the West Palm Improv." Ah, boy. Anyway, good luck to everybody out there in Florida. Let me know how it's going. I hope you guys are stay safe and board it up, and and just you know stay safe. Go to higher ground or get out of there. Mm-hmm. Go take a couple of days in one of the other places, Georgia. Some other sh- Go up to my parents' house on Myrtle Beach. They'll take you. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.